So it's interesting how I said, you know, being less interested in the administrative side of things and more about going out there and dealing with the people. Now, if you've been following the show, and those of you who are new, you know that I generally identify as being an introvert, socially anxious, and introvert, socially anxious, I don't know, yeah, whatever, Those those are the two terms. So, to think that I would actually rather spend my days dealing with people in this context, it's kind of like a light bulbish moment too. Right. And this is, but th- now there's another part to this whole thing. Um, I've been talking about it at all on the Randcast because it's developing. And I don't want to be one of those announcing and announcement type people. But um, you know, I had this counselor uh, down down the street actually. So the you know. We, y'all, all of your cities have community health centers, right? So each part of town has various one or more community health centers. If you don't get a doctor, you can go get a checkup there, or you know, you need it needs you want to talk to somebody. You need therapy. Maybe you need maybe you need a psychologist. Maybe you need and I and I'm kind of fuzzy on the the distinctions between like counselors or psychologists. I guess I kind of know the difference. But the point is, you can, you can get counseling services there if you're going through some shit. So when, when I was going through some shit, I went and I booked an appointment. I actually had this one, um, there was this one young lady there. Fuck, I don't remember her name. She, she, she moved. Anyway, I was dealing with her. And then... And there's one. I was dealing with her. And then what happened? Oh yeah. And then her boyfriend got a a job at Facebook in Toronto. Remember she said she's like, well, when it comes down to the two salaries, like mine ain't, mine ain't comparing to his. So we're packing up and moving. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But you're in ter- but you're in Toronto, so it's like isn't that, isn't that more expensive? Anyway, that's not the point. The point is. She then refers me. She's like, okay, I'm leaving. So, I, like, this happened when I went in for a session. So, I go into a session. She tells me this whole story. Then she says, I'm going to bounce you over to this other woman. So, um, I meet the other counselor. And I remember that day, it felt very... I don't know why this stands out in my mind, but sitting down on the so i'm sitting down on the chair where like they sit behind their little like like the circle they have the they have uh, on the wall the, com- the desk for the computers then they have a little circle desk and then they sit on you they sit on one side you sit on the other side so as i'm sitting on the other side my counselor is like talking to the new counselor and they're like yo this is this is um blank <laughs> this is x <laughs> this is x and he's you know he's counseling i'm moving He's trying to get his shit together, you know, so on and so forth. I just want you to meet him, blah, 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 blah. Like, all right. And as, as they're all saying this, I'm like, in, in my, like, you know, just coming out of, oh, no, I was still drinking at that point. So 
So I was probably hungover, and I'm looking at them like, oh man, they probably think I'm fucked up. And I was also, I was 300 pounds heavier, and I was, this is bad to say, but I had this hoodie that I always wore, because it was 3XL, and I was like, <laughs> oh Anyway, so I end up having what was supposed to be 16 sessions with the new woman, but it ended up being 24. Um, and what I'm about to say next isn't to pat myself on the back, even though it might sound like that. And even though now that I'm saying this, I kind of do want to pat myself on the back. Um, later, later into these sessions, so let's say session, there's two, two, it ends up being 24 sessions. Let's say by session 12, he's like, yeah, your old counselor who left, who moved with her boyfriend to work at Facebook she says that you know you're one of the better clients here we enjoy dealing with you more or working with you more or seeing your progress because A you tend to put (laughs) which is probably in in some ways it's bad but you put things on yourself and it's like one of those subconscious things. So when your default is already to blame yourself for something, even if that's bad in a lot of ways, it also makes it one of those, um, it gives you the capability to be like, all right, where did I go wrong here? That kind of thing. So that's what they were saying. So, and then you call me like the goals guy. So like every time I'd leave, I'd have this new goal. And I had a comp. I forgot the goal. So many things happened. Anyway, so that was that. But the reason why I'm telling the story is because I'm drilling her. It got to a point where it was less of like a counseling. Because you know, you know, it's not it's not the typical you sit in a leather chair, recline, and then you just talk your problems out and they take notes and slowly sip on a glass of water and then you know adjust their glasses every once in a while it's kind of like just a conversation about things and I'm asking her I'm like so how did you get into this her her story was and doubt she'll ever hear this she was in finance making dough I imagine and then what happened oh yeah she I think she's either it was because she had kids yeah Probably because I think it was because she had kids. She then had to become a stay-at-home mom, and then she couldn't re-enter the finance sector. <laughs> she couldn't re-enter the finance sector, the finance uh, industry. I guess, I guess it is because you know it's something I came to find. I I guess there's some sort of like there's something with um, maternity leave that is negative. And I know it's a very vague statement, but this is like the fourth time I've heard something about this. Another person told me, was talking about Matt leaving. They're like, oh, it's like I'm punished for being a woman. And I wanted to drill them further, but I also was like, I don't, I, you know, I didn't want to like come off too ignorant. Anyway, she goes on Matt leave and then she's she just decides that, you know, I'd rather help people. So goes to Carlton to do a master's in social work and I'm like that's interesting 
So, and she must have been like in her late 50s. She looked like she was 20. <laughs> she looked good. But <laughs> she was she was like, yeah, I actually would go. I was working. I had kids. I had my husband. The husband took over the finances. And she just went to school. And by took over the finances, I mean like, she went to school and that, like she was just allowed she, not allowed see this PC culture where now I'm like scared to say certain shit he financed everybody in the house and she was allowed to go to school she got a degree that's how I'm saying it there was nothing meant by the you know the word allowed anybody can do what they want so she then gets this MSW and that's when she begins to do this counseling you kind of I guess they kind of bounce them around from like community health center to community health center and at the time I'm like this is interesting <laughs> this is very interesting so yeah she gets her um, MSW and the MSW is what allows you to be a counselor and but then she tells me like there was a point in, there was a point in time where you could anybody could just say <laughs> that they were uh, oh no that's not what it was you get your MSW then you gotta go and get like there's like a school or whatever like the school of social workers I think it's called and you get registered with them and then so I look at all sorts of various experiences in my life I'm brought at a boy who I think I've told this story. He slid his wrist. I find him. Well, he he learned. I, I'm, I'm in his movie watching Seven. I'm sorry. I'm, in, I'm not in his movie. I'm in his dorm room watching Seven. He, he stumbles into the rooms. I call the ambulance. He collapses. Blood everywhere. Ambulance shows up. Take him away. I mop up the blood. That kind of thing. Um, you know, there's one girl. You know, who I was interviewing. Like. I want, it got to a point I was the only person she could talk to but I knew that I wasn't really I couldn't really I couldn't take her in that's for sure I made that mistake once taking somebody in um, you know and count there's just you know I can't get into them all but there's countless you know as I just paused it there I just ran through in my head you know, the faces of people who I've had to kind of like calm down or talk out of freaking out or like just being a relaxing figure in the grand scheme of whatever other bullshit is going on and all of that. And you're saying to yourself, is there a way to formalize this, you know, can this be formalized? Now. This is the other interesting part of the time we're in. We have now, I, I believe, and it's not I believe, <laughs> from what I've been watching, from what I'm seeing, from consuming, you know, because pop culture and politics and all these other industries or, or disciplines, they're no longer isolated. They don't live in silos anymore. They're all overlapping, you know, um, Norm Kelly's talking shit about not talking shit. Norm Kelly wants Twenty One Savage to be released. Norm Kelly is this and Meek Mill. <laughs> like all of these things are are happening. So 
you know, you want, you're looking at culture a bit, you're looking at pop culture, and you know that the, the, the general notion of, of university is slowly, year by year, becoming... Um, every year, the reputation gets corroded, let's say. They... It's like it, it, all of this on the back of the 2008 recession, right? In the U.S., up here, not really. But the same phenomenon of everybody got liberal arts and nobody has a job, right? And, th- and then this, the part that was almost the worst was that all of these, you know, chem, chem students, <laughs> no job. All these... It's like a BA, like a BSc in biology, I guess, isn't necessarily, you're not going to find the highest paying jobs. Maybe you don't care. Other industries like, um, you know, what was the other one I mentioned? I mentioned, um, fuck, give me one second. So, it's chemistry we're talking about. Yeah. I.e. the breaking bads. And it's funny because many of these students are like when you look into the I mean I don't I don't, I don't want to say it let's put it like this you can get any chemical you want online right you can get anything you want out there and a lot of the stuff isn't street drugs a lot of it is like obscure compounds that produce you know psychedelic effects or whatever i've never tried any of them i'm just saying <laughs> i know they exist out here so sorry folks i'm going on tangents i'm going to wrap this up so we're now at a cross <laughs> we're now at a crossroads where is university useful okay university is being perceived as not useful college is being perceived as more useful college is and if you're an american you know like university and college are actually two separate things i think you guys down there you just call it all college but the intersection and then now college is now deemed to be more practical and hands-on so if you, you can do more things like <laughs> do more things you can do more trades related stuff or various other programs they have a journalism program they have you know media programs they got you know they even have a tv i remember i was um at the algonquin college they have like a t- like you know those camcorders you throw over your shoulder like they use those and that kind of thing. So there's that crossroads, and then the colleges are piggybacking off of the universities because they um they they know the university jig is almost up. So and it's funny because today I was on Carlton campus and I saw the Algonquin College, like they had a kiosk right in the middle of the university. So you know. So the crossroads between university and, and college, but the even broader, the crossroads between knowledge, free knowledge, unlimited free knowledge online, and a certain amount of knowledge, potentially archaic, not archaic, but potentially outdated in a classroom textbook setting. You know, you, you get lucky you have a teacher who's up on these things, a teacher, a prof who's up on these things. And knows how to make the best use of the time that we're in, you know. Or you get like an old school prof who's like, 
no iPads in class, and this is the book, you know. So, so now that I realize, so now that I've explained what I've realized about my life here, and I know I'm this. This isn't just about me talking about myself. Like, think about all of these, all of this shit that I just said, and look at it. Look at it in your own life and your own perspective. What is the thing that you've done the most of? That whether you even necessarily enjoyed or not, you're efficient at it, and you just know how to do it, right? So for me, it's like listening to people or listening to people's complaints, listening to stories, listening to a, a one-hour rant, and then firing back with like a two-minute introspective thing. This has happened so many times with people. They go on this rant and rave, and then they say, but what about this? And they're like, oh... And I'm sure many of you have that kind of a relationship with some people too. So, but then you realize that, okay. Free information online versus university. I doubt that that YouTube can teach people how to be social workers. You know what I mean? And then when I, and then when I researched the, the, um, the job prospects for, social workers because what's that one i forgot the site but it's like you type in the knock the noc code and then there's the various and then they group them so there's like i think like like trades are in one grouping and then like kind of like graphic design and like animation motion graphics are all in another grouping and then whatever job there is is a grouping for it and i'm looking at like okay are social workers gonna get do they get because as much as you want to help people you want to get paid so you know and then you, then you read stories on reddit about people like i was i was overworked i was doing so many you know jobs for for i was doing a, a three-person job just as one person other people oh i can't handle it other people are like oh my mom was a social worker and she wakes up in her sleep crying because from stories she heard and all of this and just kind of like you're you're reading all of that you're also seeing, as far as the job demand, we're gonna we're actually gonna, we're gonna need as many social workers as we're gonna need nurses in the next like twenty years. But hearing all those stories of what can happen to some people who are social workers, um, and I'm sure it's few and far between, you know, like. Like today was interesting. <laughs> Sorry. So, so today was interesting. So my mom needs new glasses and she's getting new glasses. She's getting new glasses through this um, program with the city. It's like a seniors thing. So you go get your prescription, you bring it in, you and then they mail the verification to the optometrist or optician or whatever they call those people and then they get give you your glasses so I and then my, my mom's got arthritis so I and it's cold so I and it's icy so I <laughs> go on her, basically on her behalf to try and sort this out um, the first day guys i can't can't we can't find the information 
today. You guys are like, oh yeah, we can find it now. And you know, there's the two people at the desk. I, I you take a number, like you know how when you go to like get your driver's license renewed, or you go to get your health card renewed, you go to city services, you always take a number, right? So I take a number, and my number gets called. Let go up shortly after me. This other one, really grimy looking, like white boy, walks up. And his, his hair is like, it's almost like Jax Teller kind of hair. He looks, he looks like almost, yeah. I wonder if he, I wonder if in his mind he envisioned himself as Jax Teller. I guess that doesn't matter. But anyway, um, and I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm judging the guy. I'm just trying to describe him. So he walks up, he has his envelope and he's like ruffling through the envelope to find various papers. Like he's like pulling papers out of the envelope like and they're all crumpled up and shit and then um right so i'm there to go get the glasses or to get the information regarding the glasses he just got out of jail that's why he has this folder of shit you've got like a tattoo on under his face too and i'm just like oh boy and um he not under his face under like literally by his like under almost under his eye where he had this tattoo and I'm like god damn like I'm, I'm looking over I'm like city services man like social assistance and then you look you look over and you see a sign that says no aggressive behavior or coarse language towards staff will be tolerated and I'm kind of like you get the two sides you get that they need to feel safe so they put that up but I also get the, the other I, the other um, reality that in a lot of cases these caseworkers will fuck up something because it's such a like I said this this glasses thing was a two day thing I went once the guy was like oh she's not she's not in the system we don't know anything about this the next day like so the the other guy that's there. You know, there's various phone calls, typing, looking through documents, and he's like, "All right, everything's set up." Let me get set up. Walk outside. But I'll pick this up in the next episode because we're running out of time. So, peace. <laughs>